Well, how many of y'all think you've been to church this morning? Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Whew. I'd be for rewinding that again and not even hearing any preaching. Just, just, man, have All right, you didn't have to say amen. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I got my work cut out for me. Gen, uh, Exodus chapter 6 is where we are this morning. We're going through the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 6, uh, beginning in verse 1. Thank you so much for being here. And we've had great services. The early service this morning was tremendous. Out at Mason Creek, we had a great service. Folks joining, and, and it was a great time there. And I'm looking for God to do something great in this place this morning. Uh, I pray that you'll pray that same way also. Genesis, uh, Exodus, I've been looking at Genesis all week long. A uh, hundred times he said, I am the Lord in Genesis, uh, but we're in Exodus. Exodus, would you stand please in honor of God's holy, inspired, inerrant, all-sufficient word. The Bible says, Exodus 6, 1, then the Lord said unto Moses, now shalt thou see what I will do uh, to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand shall he let them go. And with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But my name Jehovah was I not known to them. And I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I've also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. And I've remembered my covenant. Wherefore say I unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord. And I'll bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I'll rid you out of their bondage. I'll redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. And I will take you to me for a people. And I'll be to you a God and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I'll bring you into unto the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I'll give it to you for a heritage. I am the Lord. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you that you're still King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you this morning for your blessings upon us. Lord, even though there are trials and tribulations, Lord, even though there are problems and evil exists, I thank you, dear Lord Jesus, that we still live in a land of plenty. You have opened the gates of heaven and you've blessed us physically, spiritually, numerically. And God, we don't take that lightly and we know it comes from you. God, would you speak this morning to our hearts? Would you draw us closer to you? Would you lift our burdens Take our bondages away. Lord, may we leave this place saying it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I read about a young man who was learning to be a paratrooper. And before his first jump, he was given these instructions. Jump when you're told to jump. Don't hesitate. Jump. The moment you're told to jump, you jump. And then you count to 10 and you pull the ripcord. He said, in the unlikely event your parachute doesn't open, pull the emergency ripcord. And when you get down, a truck will be there to take you back to the base. 
Well, he's on the plane. They've climbed up to 10,000 feet. They said, jump. He's memorized those instructions verbatim. They said, jump, and he jumped. He counted to 10 and pulled the ripcord. Nothing happened. His chute failed to open. So he pulled the emergency ripcord. Still, nothing happened. No parachute. Oh, great, said the young man. And I suppose the truck won't be there when I get down there either. <laughs> you ever feel like maybe your parachute's not opening? Maybe the truck that was going to be there to help you out, it's not there. That's how the nation Israel is right now. I'll be honest with you. When you read the last two chapters of Exodus 5, Moses is dressing God down. I mean, you, you just look at it. He said, uh, Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he's done evil to this people. Neither has thou delivered thy people at all. Lord, you hadn't done anything you told us you were going to do. The parachute's not open. The truck's not there. Now, you remember, though, sometimes we don't get the whole story. You remember God told Moses that this was not going to be an easy task. I guess Moses thought that he was just going to prance in there, him and Aaron, and say, look, Pharaoh, uh, you've used God's people for 400 years in slavery. They're the ones who's keeping up your economy, and they'd work for you. They'd do all the things nobody else wants to do. But we've heard from God, and he said, let my people go. And Pharaoh was going to say, well, let's have a cup of tea, and then we'll go out, and we'll just let the people go. Well, God had already said he, he, his heart's going to have to be hardened. It's going to be a process. It's going to be a long, drawn-out process. It's not going to be easy. But somehow or another, the people of God forgot that. And so they're upset with Moses. When they go in, you remember in chapter 5, they go in to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh says, you're not going nowhere. In fact, I'm going to turn up the heat. We've been providing you straw to build the brick with, but now you've got to go get your own straw. And by the way, the quotas are still going to be the same as they were when we were providing the straw. He turned up the heat. Wow. The nerve of Moses. I, I honestly, I thought chapter 6 would start with lightning. At least some thunder. You know, I mean, you, I don't want to get around anybody talking to God like that. But it didn't. He said, now you're going to see what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. You see, let me, let me just share with you this morning, guys. Defeat doesn't bother the almighty God. Because he knows the whole story. See, we, we get all shook up when we lose a battle because we're not sure what in the world is going to happen. But God's, he's sovereign. He's got everything under control. So it doesn't bother God at all. Defeat doesn't bother God at all. And I think there's some truths here, just real quickly here, this morning that can give us some hope as well uh, as it did the children of Israel. First thing I want you to see down in verse 6 is God cares about your frustrations. He cares about your frustrations. Uh, Israel is under both burdens and bondage. There's a difference between burdens and between bondage. Uh, burdens, uh, the Bible says he cares about your burdens. The burdens are those things that trouble us, our worries, our concerns, our uh, problems. We, we all have burdens that we're bearing. 
Some of them can get heavy. We all got burdens. I've got a burden, several burdens as a pastor of this church. I've got burdens that we're not winning souls as many as we ought to be winning. Now, I want to be honest with you. I'm not talking about the souls in India or Egypt or Belize or, or anywhere else. I'm talking about the souls that's your family right here. Your mamas and daddies and brothers and sisters and grandparents and grandchildren and uncles and aunts. If the trumpet sounded this afternoon, there'd be some of our families we'd never see again. I've got a burden for those. Have you got a burden for your family and for their salvation? I'm talking about those people we work with, those people that you go to school with every day. Does it may I know you're young and you think, hey, I got plenty of time. Let me just give you a little word. Man, that time flips by really fast. They're always trying to do things around here to confuse me because I'm getting old. Joni and we're Joni and Stephanie. Y'all are on the wrong side to second service. They do that to try to confuse me, is what it is. You know, let me just tell you, young people, you think you've got plenty of time. Let me tell you, you'll wake up one morning and time's gone. And all the things you thought you were going to get done, it hadn't been done. I'm burdened this morning for marriages that fall apart. And I know this morning there are uh, reasons for, for divorces. I realize that. But I want to tell you something. When you sit and you tell me that I love Jesus... And she says, I love Jesus, but you don't love Jesus enough to take care of your kids and that. something is wrong. I got a burden for that. I got a burden for that. I got a burden for homes that are toxic within just a short range around here, within five miles of this church. We pick up folks on Wednesday night that they don't even know if they're going to have breakfast the next morning or not. And I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about many. They don't know if their mom and daddy's going to be there that night to tuck them into bed. <laughs> Toxic homes. I, I, I'm concerned. I'm, I'm burdened for our older people that it seems like we've let just be quarantined to keep out of sight. And I'm telling you, as your pastor, I, if you want me to come, I, I'll come, I don't care what you got. I'd rather die of COVID than you be alone. I'm just telling you, those are burdens. And we, we're burdened. But the good news is our Lord will deliver those burdens. He'll deliver. There's, we used to sing, we still sing an old song. Days are filled with sorrow and care. Hearts are lonely and drear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. That second verse says, Troubled soul, the Savior can see every heartache and tear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. The good news this morning is the burdens you're carrying in here in this place today, you can cast them upon Jesus. Not only though the burdens he cares about, but he cares about our bondage. Israel is in bondage. They've been in slavery over 400 years. Bondage are those things that control us. Burdens are the things that we're worried about and concerned about. But bondage are the things that control us. People can be a bondage. I'll be honest with you. I, 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 love, I, I love more now than I ever have. But I done got too old to walk around on eggshells. 
I'm just telling you, people are finicky. You know, they can't all be like us, I know. Uh, but I'm just telling you, uh, if you don't like the Word of God, you, you're probably not going to like hanging around here very much. People can be a bondage to you. Uh, substances can be a bondage to you. We have Celebrate Recovery on Monday nights here. A tremendous program. Tremendous program. It's not the answer. The answer is still Jesus. But Celebrate Recovery will lead you to the answer. And uh, I'm going to tell you, uh, substances and uh, addictions, uh, we, we may say, oh, well, you know what? Hey, that's real. It's real. And, and the only way to be delivered by it is by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then our sins can keep us in bondage. I know I'm probably the only one here that goes back to God and say, oh, Lord, it's me again. <laughs> that, that same sin you forgave me for, here I am again. Hey, you can talk all the New Year's resolutions you want to. But the blood of Jesus is the only thing that will cover our sin. And then attitudes, stinking thinking. If we're very far down in East Texas, we say stinking thinking. Man, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. That word care there in, in, the, in, the, uh, uh, he, in the Greek is a word for anxieties and worries. He invites us to cast all of that on him because he cares for us. He loves us. He cares for our frustration. It means to take an interest in. Did you know the King of Kings and Lord of Lords is taking an interest in you? <laughs> He's taking an interest in you, every one of us. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be careful for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And listen, the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Learn to cast your cares on him. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I'm meek and lowly in heart and you shall find rest unto your souls. I want to tell you this morning, there are burdens and there are bondages, but our Lord will take those from us if we'll cast them on him. John chapter 8 says, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Praise the Lord. We don't have to live under burdens. We don't have to live under bondage this morning. We can live under the blood of Jesus Christ and be free. God cares about your frustrations. But I also see here that God cares about your freedom. In verse 6, in the latter, that last part of it, I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. You see, he redeemed Israel with the blood of the Lamb. But he's redeemed us with the blood of his son. We don't have to kill the lambs anymore. We don't have to offer the animal sacrifices. Jesus has been sent from heaven to die on a cross, to be buried in a tomb, and to rise again on that third day. And we're redeemed by his blood. He delivers us. He can open the, 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 the bars of worry and doubt and fear and Set us free. 
One of my favorite verses to preach from is Acts chapter 12. Peter's in prison. The church, they've all met over at a house to pray for him to be released. The Bible says the doors to the prison swung open. And old Peter walked out like he had good sense. He goes over to the house where the prayer meeting is. He knocks on the door. And the lady says, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't let you in right now. Hey, Peter's out here at the door. Can't be Peter. We're praying for him to be released. I want to tell you, some of y'all are still waiting for your sins to be released and you have the freedom. It's already opened. The empty tomb made sure of that. The veil rent from the top to the bottom assures us that we can come into the throne room of God. We have freedom. He delivers us from our sin. He delivers us from our slavery. The three Hebrew, Hebrew children, he may not always do it like we want to. Mm. I don't, we, we, we celebrate the three Hebrew children because they went in the fiery furnace and it didn't burn them. There was one in there with them already, the Lord. <laughs> and uh, they came out, didn't, didn't even get smoked. I mean, you can't barbecue a hamburger without smelling like smoke. And they're in the hottest fiery furnace there is and don't even smell like smoke. But can you imagine? Now, I know they, I know they walk by faith. I know they said, if you decide to, if the Lord's not going to deliver us, then we're all right. But can you imagine that emotion of getting tossed into that fiery pit? Mm. Daniel in the lion's den, the same thing. You see, sometimes he doesn't prevent us from going through. Sometimes he carries us through. Mm. Then I notice here that God cares about our fellowship. Verse 7, I will take you to me for a people. Praise the Lord. I'll be to you a God, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Fellowship. You see, God can use the afflictions of Israel uh, to bring them closer to God. He does the same thing today. He can use the trials you're going through to draw you nearer to God. He provides personal fellowship. Our Lord desires that we have personal fellowship with him every day. Listen, if you don't have a quiet time every day, you don't know what you're missing. It's the greatest thing in the world. It's tremendous. I mean, you, you just start out with two minutes. And when the Lord gets a hold of you, you'll be up to probably, you know, a month. I mean, you'll be at all, you'll not even want to go to work. You just want to sit home and just fellowship with the Lord. Personal fellowship. He, he, sometimes he uses affliction, his presence, his power, his peace. We got a call Friday that our granddaughter Hattie had had an accident on the playground and her hit the soft part of her head. And I was reminded again. I mean, just like that, uh, I was reminded of a scripture. What time I am afraid, I will trust in God. Psalm fifty-six three. Hey, I. I I remembered again that it's not when everything's going good and I got money in my pocket and I'm listening to Happy Goodman thing, uh, singing on the radio, driving down the road. That's not when I'm growing in the Lord. It's when trials and tribulations come. And I say, whoa, time out. Let, 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 let's meet, Lord. That's the time that I can draw closer to God. 
He provides personal fellowship and powerful fellowship. He leaves no doubt in their minds that he was their God. He said in verse 2, I am the Lord your God. He said that's when Moses is getting ready. Moses, I'm the Lord your God. And then when he goes to the people, people, I'm the Lord your God. Then when he gets through with the people, I'm the Lord your God. Then when he closes out with Moses, I'm the Lord your God. You get an idea that maybe he wants us to remember he's the Lord our God? He's still King of kings and Lord of lords? And then lastly, in verse 8, I'm so thankful this is in here. He not only cares about our fellowship, he cares about our freedom, he cares about our frustrations, but according to verse 8, he cares about our future. He said, I'll bring you into the land concerning the which I did swear to give it to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I'll give it to you for a heritage. I am the Lord. He promises Israel that they're not going to be limited in their deliverance from Egypt. He's good on his promises. He's prom- Listen, Deuteronomy 6.23 says, He brought us out from thence that he might bring us in to give us the land which he sware unto our fathers. <laughs> you understand what that means? He brought us out to bring us in. He didn't bring you out of your sin and, and to take care of your bondage and your burdens just so you could keep living. He's got a place for us. He brought us out to bring us in to the promised land. He's promised our future. We got the same promise there. If you read Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10, you'll find those same promises. He's prepared our future. He's promised it. He has prepared it. My wife, uh, I'll blame it on her. Uh, She likes to stay in nice hotel rooms. I, you know... We love to travel. I was traveling before I met her, and we traveled. We've been many places. In the $29.95 night hotel room, fine for me. I mean, we're not going to be in there but about four or five hours, and then you get up and you hit it again. But she likes nice hotel rooms. So you know what we stay in, the nice hotel rooms. But I want to tell you, honey, you ain't never seen a room what God's got ready for you. <laughs> now, some of your translations that say a house with many rooms, you you believe that if you want to. I'm telling you, he's preparing for me a mansion. He's got a mansion. He is already preparing it. John 14 says that I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. I'm telling you, he is preparing the place. He's brought us out of sin to deliver us to the place. It's promised, it's prepared, and I want to tell you what else, it's preserved. It's preserved. You see, even though the Israelites were not in the land, Canaan was in the land, the Canaanites were in the land, it was Israelites' land still. They, they, they preserved, God preserved it. You ever had a rent house you rented to somebody? They probably tore it up. I shouldn't say that. I'm sure you had great renters. But on a, on a large scale, when you rent a rent house, somebody moves out, the thing tore up, you got to totally remodel it. Let me tell you something. Our Lord has got heaven prepared just like it was. It's preserved. It is preserved. 
I am so thankful. I, 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 mm, you may not have gone through this, but I'm so thankful I'm not going to get to heaven. And somebody's going to say, would you take the trash out? <laughs> I can't get by the garage. Would you clean that garage out? <laughs> hey, it's already prepared. It's already preserved. God cares about us. God says, Moses, I'm going to move in power. And he does. He says, Moses, I'm going to reveal myself. I am the Lord. He does. And he said, Moses, I'm going to keep my promises. I'm going to keep my promises. Let me just tell you this. Sometimes we get to the place we want to give up, throw in the towel. You know what happens when we get there? You know what the trouble is when we get there? We forget who God is. God knows when you think you're all alone. God knows when the, the parachute's not opening. He knows when the truck's not there. He knows all of that. Don't forget this morning who God is because he's with us. I just wonder this morning, there's some things in your life that have you burdened down. Wouldn't this be a great day to cast them upon the Lord? I wonder this morning if there's some things in your life that have you wrapped up and bound. Wouldn't this be a great day today to cast them on the Lord? We sing an old song, take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Time after time, we brought burdens to these altars and we get up and we pick them up and we put them back on our shoulder and we carry them right back out to where we were. I'm telling you, God's saying this morning, I want to deliver you. Maybe this morning you're sitting here and you've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior. And you say, preacher, I don't know what to do. You don't need to know what to do. All you need to know is that you can't save yourself. That you're lost in sin. Not a thing in the world you can do except come to him and admit you're a sinner, repent of that sin, and trust Christ and let him take over your heart and life. That's what he wants to do this morning. If you're here today and you're not saved, I, I don't want to rain on your parade. You probably think life's pretty good. You sure enjoyed last night, and it's really good. But I want to tell you, you're really living in bondage. You're living in slavery. The devil is the one who has control of you. But the good news is our Lord wants to take control if you'll submit yourself to him. Would you do that this morning? Father, we're so grateful again to be in this place. We thank you that you do deliver us from the burdens, from the cares, from the trials, the tribulations. God, thank you this morning that you still do deliver. And I praise you, Lord, for the people that I'm looking at in this congregation, that you haven't just talked about delivering, but you literally have delivered I thank you this morning for Brother Norman. Lord, in his 80s there, and you delivered him from the slavery of sin. Lord, you're wanting to do that right now. Oh, God, don't, don't let us listen to Satan. God, I pray that you will have your way in our life right now. Whatever you want us to do, maybe come to this altar, maybe bring our family to this altar, maybe join this church, maybe be saved today. Maybe recommit our life to follow you. 
maybe there's some in this place today that just need to come down here and pray for their family that needs to be saved. Lord, would you have your way? We'll praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Would you stand with me? Brother Aaron leads our invitation. God's speaking to you. Come on right now. Not going to linger. Have I own way, Lord? Have I own way? Thou one more verse and then if no one comes we close the invitation this this is God's time I, I all I am is a water boy I'm just a messenger boy and I pray I've done what he asked me to do now I'm going to ask you to do what he's asking you to do for the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ God you know every one of us in this place today would you have your way in our lives today God don't let Satan have any part in our mind what we're thinking right now lord cleanse our minds and our hearts may we say lord jesus whatever you want that's what i want and i want to make it happen today I want to be real today in jesus name amen we'll sing one more one more verse you're going to come come on have my own way people said amen just quickly here we don't even need to sit down uh, just to remember tonight six o'clock is our worship service for the case of be preaching out of first John team one and team two 
will be meeting today because of Mother's Day. Uh, we have uh, Team 1 and 2 both meeting today at 450 for evangelism and all the other things, the discipleships and the ladies' guys, all those are happening. Next Sunday is baby dedication. It's honoring our mothers. We're trying to get carnations. Can you believe that the excuse that they, we can't get carnations is COVID? I'm not sure what that has to do with it, but I'm going to ask you, if you see me in your flower garden this week cutting off flowers, please don't shoot, all right? We're going to do everything we can to get a ladies a flower next Sunday and go to have a great meal for them at 930 over in the uh, uh, Grand Hall and Tammy Whitehurst will be speaking there with them too and you're going to have a great time. It's going to be great. And baby dedication also. So uh, be, be sure you're known of all that. If you're interested, tonight, 7 o'clock in the uh, chapel, we have an informational meeting about beginning a Christian school. There's nothing set in concrete. The church council just said, let's pursue uh, the uh, avenue of it and see what happens. So if you're interested, uh, you can meet us there at 7 o'clock tonight, uh, and we'll give you a couple of plans and proposals, and we'll see what God does. All right? I am so thankful that you're here. We've got some good friends, uh, uh, Dustin and Angela, all the way from Port Natchez, Texas, up here with Did I baptize you, Dustin? No, I didn't? Well, you need to be baptized in what you need to do. I, I've known that family 35, 40 years. Tremendous family. Uh, him and Angela, thank you all for being here in our service this morning. I love to tell the story. Twill be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Brother Mike Taylor, lead us in our closing prayer, please.